Welcome to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiskus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. Welcome one, welcome all, episode 68 of the Play By Your Podcast, and kind of funny, I'd sit and watch you too, I could see you on the screen and Brady primping before the, the camera comes on, <laughs> like, he's one of those, uh, one of those people with a, with a powder, <laughs> powder, yeah, my Clinique for Men bag reducer, <laughs> It's good uh, to know that you can see us, though. I, the watch picking my nose or something, or yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have said anything. I can make fun <laughs> of you. All right, got ten people in the room. Sign in as we always ask you to do. If you would, or if you want to loom in the shadows, like we say, you can do that too. Lurk. Uh, but again, uh, lurk. Yes, that's, that's a better word. Lurk. Uh, once again, episode sixty-eight, the play by your podcast. Um, by the way, some housekeeping uh, things that we talked about. Hello, Allison. Uh, hello, Miss Wilson. Howdy, howdy, uh, guys. We have talked next week that we will uh, revise our starting time to 7 o'clock. So we'll be back on our uh, school year schedule, I guess, for lack of a better term, uh, that we actually have to get up and, like, be productive and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Joe Rocky. Joe? Welcome. Joe Rocky. Hall of Famer. Two Hall of Famers in the room, or those who have checked in. All right. Uh, once again, seven o'clock next week. Join us, and uh, again, make make note of the time change. All right. If you have not been here before, once again, we all come to the top. Or uh, let me top. start that again. We all come to the table with a topic. Say that three times fast, and we talk twenty-ish minutes about said topics. And uh, who knows where it goes? We we really don't know where it's going to go. But it would be strange if we came to the topic with a table. If we each were. Well, it, it carrying would. a table to the topic, uh, a table of our choice. <laughs> I think I choose yes. a TV tray. Is that considered a table? <laughs> yes, it is. Right. I've got my Amazon TV tray. That that is my studio um, setup here in the Bray Dungeon. So, um, Bray yeah. All right, uh, gentlemen, if you would visit our website, www.playbyyourpodcast.com. Uh, we will talk about different aspects of our website as we go along today. But uh, while you're watching us, you can open up another tab, have a look at it. And uh, once again, we'll uh, talk about some different things as we go along. Another Hall of Famer, Savannah Brown, in the house. Welcome. Three Howdy. Hall of Famers. Three Hall of Famers. I'm, I'm How you doing, Howard? To, Howard. I feel a, a bit unimportant amongst all these Hall of Famers. Howard with us tonight. Welcome. All right. Uh... Let me see. I, I had something in my mind, and it just flew right out of my ear. May, may I fill in this gap? We sure. Eric. Um, I, one of our, a couple of our Hall of Famers, um, Christy Rocky and Joe Rocky, particularly Christy, I want to give a big shout-out to VacationArchitects.com. Um, the uh, Miss Rocky is a travel agent, and she tried her best to help me out with this Vegas trip. 
and she did an amazing job and my schedule didn't work out so i'm going to give a cheap no not a cheap plug a uh what's a grateful plug to our hall of famer christy rocky and joe rocky and vacationarchitects.com if you had any more fun it would be illegal very good that needs to be their tagline <laughs> actually vegas heard you were coming they said no thanks that that is true although they'd see an easy mark <laughs> all right mr heron with us welcome Hello, as mr. well heron as uh, gary troutman of sardinia the, perk fame the correct order oh i don't know probably not yeah i think it should be brady me than you there you got Ooh. it there we go Oh, you took just, me by surprise just, there. Just one do flip. This, just one flip. Uh, I, I am, I'm at the helm here. I can, I have all kinds of powers. Power. One power word power in that word. <laughs> That's right. He's a helm hellion. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we are in the order now on the screen that we will present our topics. Brady Liming is first for us. So Brady, the floor is all yours. Thank you. Okay. So um, my topic in honor of going back to school and uh, we all our earbuds and our play by your hosts all have one thing in common. We had to go to school. In fact, some of us work in a school. So um, actually all three of us. So um, it got me to thinking to the good old school days going back to school. But we're going to take a little bit of a different twist. See, last year we talked about things like school supplies. We've talked about some of our sophomore shenanigans before in school. But this is coming from a place. The dumbest thing that people got in trouble for in elementary school or high school. And let me define dumb. It's just something as Johnny Cochran said in South Park, it don't make sense. It's a Chewbacca defense. So if people got in trouble for something that just, as educators and you as people, everybody out there in your bud land, you're going to relate to this because you probably maybe had something similar happen. Oh, I can't wait. Are you? Wait, now we get to tell stories on each other. Oh, yes. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> okay. I don't know about you guys, but I never got in any trouble whatsoever. So, wah wah I'm, wah. <laughs> we are we are in episode sixty eight of this show, and and I guess we have been far enough along that we've talked about your shenanigans that we need to bring that back up today. <laughs> that you can even say that with a straight face, but it's uh, true. I've had a lot of practice. Continue, Brady. Okay, so um, before we get into our personal tales, I found some really funny ones about people things once again dumb things that they got in trouble for we and then then i'm gonna flip the script a little bit and these are going to be those trouble incidents that you experienced in high school where people relay some incidents so um these are all awesome and like i said we're gonna add some personal stories to this too so which eric is uh, salivating over there's going to be a little chestnut not see the light of, that hasn't seen the light of day in years. <laughs> so, um, all right. Here we go. So I'm going to start off with some simple ones. This person, by this way, this kind of comes from BuzzFeed. It kind of got the creative juices flowing. So uh, this person, there was four kids named Aaron in my class, and someone tattled to the teacher that Aaron was throwing rocks on the playground. She asked which Aaron it was. Nobody knew. And all four Aaron's got lunch detention. 
What? Ooh. Including Ooh. three innocent Aranai. Oh, <laughs> Aranai. Hmm. I wonder. Uh, I wonder if that principal got any calls. At because least three. I, gar- I guarantee that principal would have gotten some calls. Oh, it probably yes. depends on what year it was. Well, yeah, true. That, that, that's true. When uh, when we were in school, it probably would have been, well, it, it was just karma. You probably did something and didn't get <laughs> exactly. caught for it. <laughs> All right. Um, this one is lovingly entitled The Batty Bag. In fourth grade, my teacher had a reward system where if you didn't disobey them rules, you could choose a gift out of the goodie bag. I was always the teacher's pet and loved the goodie bag. Well, one time in class, a peer got upset and started crying in front of the whole class. I got out of my seat and moved over to console her, and I she was banned from the goodie bag that week. But she said that I was excluded from choosing a gift because I moved without asking. It was the first and only time she was ever rung up for any disciplinary action. And she said 23 years later, she's still upset about it. (laughs) So she got banned from the goodie bag because she went to uh, console Console an upset classmate. classmate. Was that a lifetime ban from the goodie bag or was that just a short suspension? I I think it was a short suspension. Um, It did not say for the rest, but she said it was the one and only time that she got rang up, but it stayed with her. Hmm. All right. The unfair punishment. In third grade, this boy kept trying to talk to me while the teacher was talking. I turned around and asked him to please be quiet. My teacher saw this and yelled at me. She literally sent me straight to the principal's office. So I was going to miss lunch and recess. I was such a good student that I cried on the way there. My principal was shocked when she found out what happened. She went and personally walked me down to get lunch and took me out to recess, much to the chagrin of the teacher. Oh, <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, Brady, if if I can here, I, we've we've already got audience members bearing their souls here. Oh, I cannot wait, Allison. Now I'm gonna say, Allison, I I remember this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'll, I'll read it here. I guess I can read it since she put it out there in the comments. It's like public knowledge. Yeah. But, all right, she says she did not get in trouble in school. I even punched a certain guy in the face right outside the office. It was after school during track practice. The guidance counselor came out of the office to see what was going on, heard what I yelled at said guy, and did an about face and went back <laughs> in the office. <laughs> like, carry on. I, I, I remember hearing of that. Um Obviously, we won't give any names. Uh, and then she goes on to say, we'll just say the guy deserved it. And uh, Ooh, Did she go on my Tyson? <laughs> she, uh, well, I mean, I, I, I guess uh, considering the fact the guy did not, uh, I guess, uh, pursue any uh, punishment for our Hall of Famer there, I guess he felt he maybe deserved it, too. And if, if, oh. if what I, if I, what I remember is correctly and uh, Allison, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe he said something that, uh, got you to punch him in the face. And if, uh, what I remember him saying was true, he, yeah, I'd say he probably deserved it. Candace, she got in a fight with a guy in school too. Candace. Wow. We, we, we have a shocker, have a, Candace. <laughs> we, we have, a several, uh, and, I, and I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going to just say this as as a high school teacher for 17 years. 
girl fights. Oh my goodness. I mean, mm-hmm. just no, no, yeah. no. I, I, you know, you, you get between guys and kind of separate them out and they're just because, usually be, give, giving the chest out I there and they're say, puffing up like roosters. And the guys didn't really want to fight. That's why yeah. they, they yeah. were wanna waiting go. for someone to wanna come go. and break it up. Want to go. Yeah, exactly. When the girls went at it. Yeah. You weren't breaking them up until Herb they were was done. Flying. Uh, okay. So, so here's the thing about the girl fight. It took the girls a lot longer to get to that point. But once they got to that point, it was like, we're seeing nothing. Hair is being grabbed. Eyes are being poked, scratching. And it didn't matter what was there. I mean, like I said, if, if you go in as a teacher trying to break that up, it doesn't matter if you're the one in the middle of all that. You're, you're getting it. <laughs> you are getting it. So, uh, and, and I, I guess this kind of puts me on to another story. I'll, I'll tell it. And th- this was my very first uh, situation where I was observing a classroom as a college student. <laughs> I know this story. Okay. So, uh, bell rings, class change starts. And uh, I, it was about a minute or two after the bell rang. And I walked out into the hallway right outside the door. One girl has another girl by the back of the head, like a handful of hair, and just beating said girl's face into a locker. Just bam, bam, bam. So, you know, 18-year-old me is looking at this saying, man, that's pretty cool. (laughs) And then then I thought again, well... I guess I'm kind of in an official capacity here, so I may need to go get somebody to break this thing up. Did you look uh, over your shoulder and say, where are the grown-ups? <laughs> I was thinking it. I guess I'm a grown-up now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there, were, there was quite a bit of blood involved it's, in that little altercation. The best thing you could have done is just went and got like a couch cushion and put it between the girl's face <laughs> and the locker and just kept it there until they were done. <laughs> <laughs> like two fighting Jack Russells. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, Miss Miss Wilson was told in an evaluation of her uh, teaching, I'm assuming she's referring to here, that her students should not be reading and writing in her English class. Uh, can can uh, well, I ask what you were told they should be, should be yeah, doing? Yeah, well, what should they be doing? Uh uh, maybe I didn't read and write as much as I should have, but that was no fault of yours. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not, not to say they should have been doing what I was doing probably in your class. <laughs> Actually, All right. like, I, like I say, I feel like Dr. Phil now. The audience is bearing their souls here. Uh, Joe Rocky, I know a guy and a gal that got in a fight in high school and wound up getting married some years later. I wonder who that was. <laughs> well, first off, guy didn't fight any. Just let's clear that up. Uh, uh, said guy getting his rear end kicked yes. in 1990-whatever and God, still yeah. getting his rear end kicked yeah, exactly. in 2021. Not much has changed. <laughs> uh, Candace's question is, how is there a couch cushion at school? Well, from the you know, teacher's lounge, of course. Yes, Candace. It, and it would be covered in smoke. <laughs> <laughs> At least the teacher's lounge we're talking about yeah, would have been. Mountain Dew splatter. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you would have had to pry those smoking teachers off of said couch to get the cushion. That true. Is true. Just move the ashtray. <laughs> All right. Uh, Howard with a story here. Uh, he was on the fringe as an observer, which I find questionable here at the beginning of this story, but we'll go on. 
Uh, in high school, some of my classmates put live chickens in the drop ceiling of Eastern High School. They then scattered chicken feed in various parts of the school <laughs> up in the drop ceiling. The janitors were busy poking the tiles for hours. That is and brilliant. Howard was, let me put my air quotes up here so everybody can see, observer <laughs> on the fringe. Oh, yes. man. That is classic. I can only imagine the chicken feces and feathers and clucking noise that those janitors <laughs> and people had to put up with. Uh, John telling on his wife, uh, oh. it sounds like Savannah in school, the beating the head against the locker. No, no, come on, John. Really? No, I don't believe it. This next story um, on a day like today is very poignant. There's that word again. Poignant. That's um, like for a Christmas movie. Yes. But, hey, for some of our um, non-local play-by-ear listeners, it, it was about 100 degrees heat index in our neck of Ohio. And um, so it's really hot today. So I got in trouble, this person says, for drinking water. I'm not even kidding. It was a hot summer's day. I forgot my water bottles. So at lunch, I helped myself to the water jug that every table in my lunch hall had. I ended up drinking so much water that the lunch ladies had to refill it a couple times. The next day, just before playtime, my teacher stopped everyone from leaving and said that the lunch ladies complained the kids were drinking water. The nerve. <laughs> Too much water, and they didn't appreciate kids going for refills. <laughs> None of us were allowed to leave until they knew who this dreaded water demon was, and being a typical kid, I kept quiet. Then my friend called me out and threw me under the bus. As punishment for drinking water, I wasn't allowed outside for the rest of the day, and I was not allowed to drink water for the rest of the week. Wow. So apparently they had not heard of the Serenia Elementary one-two shoe <laughs> method. I knew it was coming. <laughs> you you said you you put that story out there just to set up the one two yes. two, didn't you? I mean, we couldn't even we back in that day you couldn't even get a one two three flea <laughs> or a one two three four no more. That'd be one <laughs> two shoe. Cut out that jive. And, and if you really pissed the teacher off, it was one done. Yo. <laughs> one done. Okay, okay, now wait a minute. What? Yeah, one, two, three, flee. Is that like F L E E? Flee? Yes. Okay, yes. not F L E A. Flee. It was meant to be a synonym for shoe. Yeah. Not S H O E shoe. S H O O shoe. Oh, man. Jo oh. Josh, welcome. Uh, he goes with one, two, three, leave some for me. There you go. On that. Yeah. I, I can remember we would always, when we were, we, even at that age, I can remember like when we would get a drink of water, like if you were on your own, not as a class water, you know, water uh, yeah. trip or whatever, drink trip, it would always mock the teacher like one, two, <laughs> three, four, four. Just drink as long as you wanted. <laughs> or do the WWE. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> the uh, good old, no, I should say mid-Atlantic wrestling, the, the official that was on the take, him would count the one. Yeah. <laughs> the baddies. Okay, so, so uh, another story here. <clears throat> so, again, I'll put up my air quotes, Mr. Heron. A friend of mine... <laughs> 
let three chickens loose in school and numbered them one, two, and four. The custodian looked for hours for a chicken with the number three. Uh, Outstanding. That is so cruel. Oh, man. So, um, but yeah, I always thought that was kind of like when you get those little trickly water streams and you end up looking like a thirsty golden retriever, kind of... Uh, okay, like so, so so the things you learn that you really didn't necessarily want to know, but you find out anyway, as a person who is privy to the health department coming into a school building, did you know that there's an actual measurement of how high the water arc has to go on top of the faucet? Really? And, and, you, and, you, get, and you get written up if it is not said height. There's, you should, because there's nothing worse than having the French kiss a, a <laughs> water fountain. A fountain hole. Yes. Hate that. <laughs> then you get that prankster that in the first lunch would put their partially chewed hubba bubba in the small hole yeah. of the fountain. <laughs> Make it you get, across get the- a nose douche. It would go- <laughs> yeah. Brady, <laughs> we have uh, we have pretty cool water fountains now at our school where you just put your bottle under there and it fills your yeah those fills your you water. Get that bottle. kid that puts their head in there. <laughs> I don't know if it would recognize it. I don't know how that works. I'll, I'll tell you, ours is fast. I mean, you put yeah. the water in it. Yeah, <laughs> you better pull that bottle out or it's going all over the place. Oh, faithful. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this one, when I, I did, this one made me laugh really hard, and I don't know why. I might be alone on this. This one's called the science denier. I was sent to the principal's office in first grade for saying that I could see the moon during the day. It was right after we assembled around the flagpole and uttered the, and we said the pledge of allegiance. And I looked up and said, "Wow, there's the moon." One of the close-by teachers stole me and told me to stop lying. I instead doubled down and was like, no, it's right there, because you know how the moon shows in the morning? Well, evidently this teacher did not look up, and the child was sent to the office for lying about the moon being out during the day. That's crazy. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. <laughs> that, um... What? But we have no context, though. We, we, we got to play a little bit of devil's advocate here. I mean, we're not. We we have to somewhat defend some teachers here because we don't know. Was that like? Was it in the middle of like a test, and all of a sudden the kid just yells out, "Look, you can see the moon!" Like you no, know, interrupts the class. Just, or, instead of the story, they just finished the pledge of allegiance outside oh, around okay. the flagpole. So they were okay. Yeah, I, I yeah, missed that part. I apologize. Said, no, I wasn't listening. Is, and the teacher was gotcha. Up. Yeah, there's. Yeah, that is ridiculous. I was because th- I was thinking because you know. Th- Sometimes you get that, like, you know, does anybody have any questions about the test? And somebody raises their hand and like, yeah, so there's the moon. Or, you know, my goat ran away. You just get some kind of weird. <laughs> my, my goat ran away. My goat ran away. Oh, my. So um, this one, before I switch gears, is called the biter. In second grade, there was a group of kids who would play tag at recess every day. For weeks, it was the same kids. Then random kids would join and leave as they pleased. One day, a boy named Josh not Josh Michael, joined, but got mad whenever he got tagged, even though that was part of the game. I tagged him, and he bit me, and in all caps, hard. (laughs) There was teeth marks, and it drew blood. I'm no snitch, so I went to wash the blood off, but a teacher saw me and sent me to the office. The principal brought Josh in, and Josh made up a story how I bullied him every day. The principal gave me a week of in-school suspension for getting bit. 
Hmm. So uh, maybe a said kid. Did, did said kid have bullying tendencies or what? I mean, we're gonna if we take the story at face value, it was a waif in the woods, a uh, you know just a innocent kid who tagged a kid, and then somebody bit him on the hand. Didn't even snitch the kid out. Yeah, that's 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 high uh, high integrity individual right there. Right there, take, yeah. take the bite and just go wash the blood off. Yeah. Yep. All right, so uh, we have some more input from our audience here. Uh, see, uh, Savannah said they used to tell the underclassmen there was a pool on the roof of the high school. I believe yes. I may have heard that story along the line somewhere. Uh, Miss Wilson, uh, continuing with her story about children should not read and write in English class. Uh, she was never told as to what they should be doing, but when she wrote her rebuttal to the evaluation, the superintendent called me and said he was concerned about the tone of her rebuttal. Apparently, I may have implied the principal was stupid. <laughs> hmm. Implied or out, out and out said it? The principal is a Dumas. <laughs> Howard, guilty in this one. As one of four sophomores on the basketball team who saw very little playing time, we were frustrated during the homecoming game. Even though we were ahead by 20 with two minutes left in the game, we weren't going to be put in despite the uh, crowd clamoring for it. So we stood up, saluted the crowd, went to the locker room. The game ended. The rest of the team came in as we filed out completely dressed. The coach never even noticed. <laughs> wow. Or maybe he noticed and didn't want to address it. Yeah. Hello, Brianna. Hello. Bree is with us. Bree from Let's Chat Live. Ah, Hello, Bree. Bree. Took me a second. Gosh, Took me a second I to just... make the connection. Yeah. Brady's Brady's sister from another mother. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Having some cereal with a fork. <laughs> and some Miracle Whip. <laughs> no. Miracle. No, you said it wrong. Miracle. Miracle Whip. whip. <laughs> All right. So, go ahead. I'm going to guess and say that you guys didn't get in much trouble when you were Utes. <clears throat> Am I right? Um, Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's, it's a good thing. You should be proud of well, it. Well, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I had a rough way to go up until fourth grade. I'd, I I got paddled a few times. Really? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, I first did grade, well. first grade got paddled. Second grade, second grade, <clears throat> I decided uh, one day that I was going to stay out on the playground after everyone else went in at recess. It's a reasonable so, decision. <laughs> reasonable decision until you figure out that everyone else went in. There's no one else to play with out there. So you kind of got to tuck your tail between your legs and walk back in the building at some point. N not a whole lot of forethought going on there from my second grade mind and uh, ended up uh, getting some swats on that one. Yeah, I, uh, I I didn't know I didn't know that about you. I yeah, and then third grade I got swats, and I I'm telling you I didn't deserve it. Brady <laughs> Brady will remember this. It, so uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, we had a substitute teacher, and uh, apparently it was a, a bad day for the sub, and uh, you know don't, don't remember exactly what was going on there, but the sub basically said if anyone else gets out of their seats you're getting swats oh, I, had a, I, I had a legitimate question about what Ask we were doing colon. 
No, 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 no. I had a legitimate question about what we were doing, the work. I was actually doing work. I went up to ask, and my name got put down on the list, and I got swatted the next day. And I pleaded my case, and it fell on deaf ears, and I got swatted anyway. I thought you were going to tell me the sub-swatted. You guys want to say a sub-swatted? Yeah, I I don't think a—even back in 1979, a sub-swatting was not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, believe it or not, I have no reason to lie. I got <laughs> paddled twice and did not deserve it either time. But I didn't get paddled a lot of times that I did deserve it. So it all so, worked out, I guess. But so, so that whole karma argument there. Yeah I, yeah, I got paddled the first week of school in first grade. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> record, and man. it was to this day, oh, this day, <laughs> it was the only time that my mom, uh, ever went in and actually like Great fought game. or complained or, you know, said anything to the, you know, cause my parents weren't that way. And, and I didn't want them to be that way, but that was the only time. And, uh, the teacher actually admitted that, uh, we were a rough bunch and that we had been kind of driving her nuts all that first week. And she kind of picked me out to <laughs> prove to the class what would happen. You were the example. Yes. The sacrificial and, uh, lamb. But the very next week, I got the good listening ear. And, uh, oh, wow. That, uh, pretty much nice consolation prize there for the ass whooping I got the week before. <laughs> All right, so uh, now that brings me to another first grade story. Played by um, a award-winning year there. Yes, right. uh, um, My first grade um, teacher. Can I talk about the time that I got sent to the office after we were done? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you, sorry, are you there was a delay in my freezing? back. Yeah, well, yeah, you're back. No, now. I, I was brief, starting uh, it. It's probably it's fine now. I, I was starting in on my story about my first grade uh, experience there with uh, our first grade teacher, or mine, not Brady's. Brady had another one, but uh, my first grade teacher, again, this is now 1977-ish, and uh, she back then would take a paint stirrer, and if you did something you weren't supposed to, you got a little whap on the hand. So uh, my, uh, my dad went to parent-teacher conference, and uh, Pete Fiscus said, uh, I don't want you hitting him on the hand anymore. He may need his hands at some point in his life. You can hit him on the butt all you want. <laughs> he but won't don't need that. <laughs> no, he, he won't need that. Don't hit him on the hands anymore. So, yeah, that, that kind of set the tone. Uh, my dad was f- totally fine with me uh, getting paddled if I said needed said uh, discipline. Yeah. And I could speak for all of us. We were told that if we got paddled in school, we'd get it when we got home. And we did. Yeah. Well, that was one time I didn't, the, the time I told you about, because like I said, I, I, I didn't deserve it. But the, uh, the, in third grade, uh, oddly enough, I didn't get the paddle. And... Um, I, I probably told this story with one of our earlier episodes, our f- first few episodes. I know we touched on some school stuff, but I uh, I got in trouble twice in third grade that I remember. And once uh, I had to wear a sign on my back that said, I am a tattletale. I had to wear it all day. Could you imagine now uh, putting a sign on a student's back and making them wear <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? Uh, but yeah, I had to wear it all day. And then I, that same year, uh, I was singing a song in the bathroom. 
a, it's a song everybody well, knows. Uh, this is the way we pick our nose, pick our nose, pick our nose. This is the way we pick our nose so early in the morning. And uh, oddly enough, so, oddly enough, somebody told on me. They told on the tattletale. You don't tattle on the tattletale. They tattled on the on the tattletale. And uh, tattled. They, yeah, and so I had to stand up in front of the class and sing that song uh, to the entire class. Ah, uh, the days of public humiliation. So, so my audience went from two other boys and a, a, a wall of urinals to, uh, you know, 25 uh, other kids, including girls, which was very embarrassing. Yes. Uh, uh, oh. Once again, some more uh, soul bearing by our audience here. Uh, First of all, Bree said she gets so much crap on how she uses Miracle Whip. I think we <laughs> totally it's went undeserved. through that. It is undeserved. Uh, Miss Wilson, two different times and in two different schools, I was caught passing a note to this certain guy. So I'm assuming this was elementary school, then middle school, or middle school, then high school. Same guy? Or she had a stalker. Well, she says, sorry, Randy, at the end. So it must have been the same guy. Got got a frown yeah. from the teacher, and he got paddled. <laughs> he got paddled for receiving a note? What, what kind of... frown from the teacher. What, All what, I can what imagine kind of, is the... What kind of unfair discipline is that? Really? <laughs> yeah. Man. Uh, Mr. Um, Heron says I'm a rebel and that I deserved my third grade paddling. I told you I deserved things before that, which I got. I did not deserve the third grade. I didn't deserve that paddling. One. I I remember uh, I remember telling the teacher to paddle me one time uh, because <laughs> I was choosing paddling over another punishment they were going to give me. Um, which was what I was. Well, I had been. I know we talked about this in another episode. But we were in the cafeteria, and I was mixing my uh, chilled tomato, uh, stewed tomatoes, or whatever. Yeah, with my baked beans and my chocolate milk, and I was mixing it up. A nice, uh, a nice gumbo, uh, elementary gumbo, and uh, gumbo. The, the the cafeteria. Uh, person came and, and told me to I needed to take a bite of it and I, I couldn't do it I couldn't do it and I said I just said I'll take a paddle I'll take a paddling and like, they just sent me to the principal's office <laughs> oh man yeah. Rachel that is a horrifying story yeah. Bree says we all get along so well because we all got paddled right. well Brady true. didn't get paddled well did you Brady I seem to remember no. No, uh, actually, you got threatened was, with it. You got. Threatened I got with threatened it. with it. We won't even get into that. And, story. and and you almost made some smart ass remark, which would have gotten it for you, but you, but you refrained. For so, those of you guys who don't know me, I'm a bit of a wiseacre here, but I was a terrified. I was a very non wiseacre, mouthy kid. So continue, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I was looking at Bree's comment up there. Uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, that's worse than the wearing the sign on your back that says I'm a tattletale. Good yeah, Lord. She, she says her sister's elementary school teacher wrote an F on her head in permanent marker because she corrected the teacher one day. The scarlet was that in red, the scarlet letter. What what does the F mean? I was going to say, what does the F mean? <laughs> Shut the beep up. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Allison says her husband got paddled at school by an older lady. She missed and hit him in the back, right in the kidneys. 
God. What, 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 was, he, was he passing blood after that paddling? <laughs> Who was it that told me the story about uh, like a real heavy hitter paddler? And they, he, I guess, had been waiting to paddle. It was probably one of my cousins had been waiting to get. He'd been this guy had been waiting to paddle him, and finally caught him. Was going to paddle him. He wound up and missed and hit like a cart or something beside him, and then just got more mad and even paddled him harder after he got mad and hurt his hand or something like that. I can't remember who told me that story. Oh man. So Miss Wilson says she thought one of the warrior mascots got a raw deal when he was punished because he shot the Ripley Blue Jay mascot with a foam arrow. <laughs> yeah, definitely culture. Definitely couldn't get by with that now. Uh, John never got paddled by anybody except his mom. It's all teachers are scared of him. Because teachers are scared. Uh, Angie, welcome. Been a while. Uh, got the paddle in kindergarten for fir- first calling a kid a butt wipe <laughs> after he called me a mad ball face. I think it's mad. <laughs> <laughs> this could be the first time an audience member has broken one of the hosts. Congratulations, well, it, it Angie. You. It was oh, a, a, a mad ball face or a mad <laughs> ball face. I don't know how you say that. <laughs> oh my well, God. It, sure, it certainly is an angry testicle face, Eric. <laughs> well, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, no. I did. Sorry. I know what she's talking about. Mad balls. Do you remember? Yes, mad uh, balls? Yeah, mad, I do too. Mad. But Eric, I, they're not pronounced mad balls. They're, they're <laughs> mad balls. <laughs> it, it, it all depends where you put the emphasis on the syllable. <laughs> Oh, White snake. White snake. <laughs> yeah, I used to love Mad Balls back in the day. Ranger Dan. I said butt wipe deserved it, Angie. <laughs> uh, Josh Michael was once paper chained to his seat. All the students in the class helped make the paper chain because they were tired of me getting up to talk to them. As I sat there, a good friend of mine slipped me a pair of scissors so I could get out. So you're saying you were too weak to break through a paper I chain. Say, I don't want to know where the kid hid the pair of scissors to get to him. They weren't actual scissors. They were just this. They like, they were. Uh, uh, Angie says the teacher called her mom and she asked me how my day was. I lied and told her just fine, not knowing the teacher had called. <laughs> just fine. <laughs> just fine. My rear end feels just fine. Uh, oh. Gary wrote a girl's phone number on the bathroom wall in the fifth grade at a Christian school <laughs> in a church. That's outstanding, too. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I mean, like. <laughs> in a fifth grade at a Christian school, they would probably write, like, it was probably call that number for homework help. Yeah, there you go. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, Josh said, I was scared of the teacher to break out. Yes, I could have broken through paper chains. That remains to be seen there, Josh. Uh, Bree, in elementary school, a girl in front of me always put her long hair on my desk, so I fixed it and cut it. Oh. Holy mackerel, no, Bree. No access to scissors for you, Bree. <laughs> Man. Can I? Uh, <laughs> no, fish, no fiskers for you. And you got detention in high school for stuffing her bra with balloons. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, speaking of that kind Why, of. Object, hang on one second. Why would they care? Why would their school care? 
If well, you, I mean, why would they? Why would they care what you stuffed your bra with? I mean, mm-hmm. if she's a first grader, it's gonna, you know, it would look like, you know what I mean? She said high school. Oh, that, okay, yeah, I missed. She said that high part. school. So I mean, would have they cared if they would have been fruit or like? I mean, if you'd have used something else other than balloons. <laughs> I'm guessing they probably had a problem with stuffing the brawl with anything that shouldn't have been in the brawl. Gotcha. Maybe. I, gotcha. I, 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 I don't know. Just just spitballing there. Yeah. I have to ask, Angie, how did they find out that... You- <laughs> <laughs> no, because she shoved them in someone's off. face. It wasn't the fact she stuffed them in there. She <laughs> stuffed them in someone's face. Gotcha. That's what did it. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Did they pop? <laughs> Did they pop? Oh Lord. Um can I tell the story of my time that I got sent to the principal's office? Please. I, 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 I think it's time for that, Brady. It, it's time. This tale has been discussed about coming out um on our show, but this is finally the opportunity. And um I want to preface by saying that when I was called over the intercom for me to come to the office, when I got called, the people in that office was fully intending that I was guilty, and I was not. So here we go. <laughs> One day in eighth grade, um, a, f- a friend of ours that will remain nameless um, asked, it's like, hey, I've got a lot of homework tonight. Can I borrow your duffel bag? Like, Sure. <laughs> So the next day, like a champ, you know, he brought the duffel bag back. He was a man of his word. And um, so we go to lunch. And then Brady Liming, please come to the principal's office. Brady Liming. It's like, what the heck? So I did the walk of shame from the cafeteria, which I was at, to the principal's office to find my teacher. When my duffel bag opened... Grinning from ear to ear as he was holding the Playboy magazine <laughs> that had been retrieved from my duffel bag. <laughs> and I would have been less surprised if that that teacher was wearing a ballroom gown and uh, much like the lady in the picture. But anyway, like um, I, I, I was totally stunned and in shock. So let's backtrack. How did my book bag end up with the Playboy magazine inside of it? Well, the deal was that somebody, another student, put this magazine in my duffel bag for that kid to take home. <laughs> Homework indeed. And then looked at it and brought it back the next day to return to the other student. Well, they would have got away with it if it wasn't for those meddling teachers meddling te- yeah. <laughs> yeah so we all went to lunch and this friend excused themselves to go back to the lunchroom to get something thinking the teacher was going to be gone so he was in there enjoying his, the articles when um when the teacher walked in and caught him and of course it was in my duffel bag so that's how i ended up in the office but like a champ, when I was called into the office, it made him squirm because he wasn't—he was a man of his word and integrity. And when I walked in and saw that I was about ready to get taken to the gallows, he said, "No, nah, he didn't have anything to do with it. He didn't know I borrowed his book bag." 
So that's how I was in the office about a Playboy magazine that was not mine. That I'm pretty sure that's that's the same way Greg Brady got busted with cigarettes. <laughs> right? I think it is. I think Maybe it that's is. where the idea came from. <laughs> oh, Brady. Uh, yep. <laughs> let's, yep. Just, let's just say if there was a, a Playboy magazine at home with an eighth grade boy, there was definitely some homework going on there. <laughs> I caught you mid-drink, Brady. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so uh, Angie said there was no popping of said balloons in her uh, oh. in her bra. Uh, Gary said another listener here may have been involved in writing that number on the wall in the fifth grade <laughs> to help you. Now, you shouldn't use the term loosen up. You really shouldn't use that with writing a, a number on a wall there, Gary. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And man, Brady, yes, Bree, Brady played the good kid. I, you know, we, there there was some things he didn't get caught doing either. Hey, now, so, so yeah, you now, come on. Uh, I, pure as the driven snow, this one. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, Bree, Bree's all all kinds of stories. I, she didn't want to run laps in gym in middle school one day, so she organized a sit-in. <laughs> Everyone refused to run, and I got sent home for instigating a riot. <laughs> I think that would be more. I think it'd be more of a protest than a riot. Yeah, they, they start flipping the desks and getting the scooters and, <laughs> and taking around. that parachute and wrapping people up in it. And, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, all right, gentlemen, is that uh, good on this topic? <laughs> I think it is. I think it is. We went a little bit long, but uh, that works. thank you all for uh, enjoying this topic, I hope, as much as I had. <laughs> all right. Before we move into topic number two, I want to remind you that memberships support our work on the podcast. And uh, we do, as I said, we have some uh, Hall of Famers here in the room with us Uh Savannah and uh, Allison's here, and uh, Joe Rocky's here, and I should have pre-arranged for the uh, proper page to be up so I can share it. Uh, our membership page uh, on our website, uh, if you go to the the uh, menu screen, and here I'm rambling trying to find the support page, there we go. Uh, there's our Earbud Hall of Fame, Allison Chavis, uh, Christy Rocky, Joe Rocky, Chuck Griffin, Savannah Brown, Jessica Longacre, all members of our podcast. If you would like to explore membership of our podcast, uh, there's the Buy Me a Coffee link. And this little cup of coffee right here is on every page, so you don't even have to go directly to the support page to find it. It's on all the pages there. So uh, that takes you to our cl cloud crowdsourcing platform, Buy Me a Coffee. And uh, you can find out from there how to become a member. All right. Todd. All right. Number two topic of the night. <clears throat> so I'm going to stick with the school topic in honor of us going back to school. I believe you guys uh, have students coming back next week. Correct. That's correct. Yes. Um, yeah. And I, uh, my students will be back tomorrow. So tomorrow is my first day of school with students. And uh, 
you know, one of the things that's always fun to talk about are school lunches. We mentioned some of that earlier. And uh, with my third week in a row, I have picked a food topic. And this actually is more out of interest and humor, although I'm sure we can find some, some things funny about it by reminiscing uh, on our own school lunches. But anyway, this is a, this is a look at school lunches, uh, what, what school lunches look like every decade since 1900. And I thought it was pretty fascinating. So uh, take a trip with me back to 1900. Uh, first In off, the year 1900. Uh, most children, and I'm going to try to summarize this as I go. Uh, most children, most school children, ate lunch at home in the 1900s. Um, you know, in 1900, the vast majority of children in the early 1900s went home for lunch. Uh, in some rural communities, children would bring food from home to school if their teacher was industrious. I like this. Uh, basically, uh, they would bring ingredients for a, a communal stew cooked in a kettle. <laughs> Um, I, I don't believe I don't believe the words communal and stew should be in the same sentence. <laughs> well, that seems odd to me that you just I mean, because I just picture some little boy with like a, a toad and three carrots in his pocket. And <laughs> you just you me think about loop hind foot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> made me think of Oliver Twist. Can I have more, sir? I have some more. <laughs> Uh, in cities like Boston and Philadelphia, organizations like the Women's Educational Industrial Union began providing meals for school children. Elementary school children were given crackers, soup, and milk. Milk. Uh, <laughs> <Just> be milk. <laughs> At Boston's trade school for girls, lunch selections included celery soup with croutons. So Eric wouldn't have eaten it because of the celeries, unless you didn't know they were in there. Uh, Stuffed tomatoes, (laughs) which I assume is a chilled or a stewed tomato. So so would there be a more tasteless, and I don't mean tasteless as in rude, but lacking taste dish in this world than celery soup? But they do have croutons. That adds some. some. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, the soup by itself, you would have to have the croutons to have any taste. You'd have to have something. But you also would have been treated to apple shortcake, baked beans, and brown bread. (laughs) Brown bread. Brown bread. Hot brown and plenty of it. Cocoa to drink. Cocoa. 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 So clearly early on in the 1900s, school lunches were not what we remember school lunches as being. So let's move on to 1910. Uh, at this point, volunteer organizations got involved, and uh, they became the main source for like for low-cost uh, subsidized schools or school lunches. Uh, by 1912, more than 40 cities across the U.S. offered programs through groups like the New York School Lunch Committee, which offered three-cent meals. <laughs> the Humane Society. Kids didn't get much for their money. Pea soup. Ugh. Lint P-E-A. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lentils or rice lentils. in a piece of bread but if they had an extra cent just one extra cent you could spring for an additional side like stewed prunes mm. <laughs> I ain't paying no cent for stewed p- prunes today rice pudding or 
a candied apple. Now, what kind of little weirdo is spinning that penny on stewed prunes or rice pudding and not a candied apple? <laughs> not not the candied apple. From a fiber deficiency, obviously. Gosh. <laughs> Do so, you reckon that means candied apple like we think of candy, like candy apples? I bet it's like no. a cinnamon and uh, sugar and like froth, yeah. brown sugar. Yeah. <laughs> so do you suppose maybe some children were assigned the stewed prunes? I don't know. Based upon their uh, their necess- their needs, as Brady yeah, I wonder said. If, I wonder if they had a choice. <laughs> but it says that uh, in rural areas... Um, uh, uh, parent-teacher committees pooled their resources. They started programs that serve meat and potato stew to school children using ingredients donated by parents. So again, we have the ingredients being sent in, this time not by the kids, because I assume that they got too many just pocketfuls of dirt or something that they, <laughs> the kid had a, a radish in his pocket or something and dropped it on the way to school, walking uphill, um, bo- you know, uphill both ways in, in the snow. All I can right. think about is um, like the stewed prunes that that is probably what gave birth to the um, term prune whistle. <laughs> you had a classroom full of kids eating stewed prunes. It'd be a cacophony of prune whistles. First off, also, is anything stewed good? Like stewed that, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I don't want anything stewed. I don't want stew. Stewed apples are oh, good. I like, you don't like beef stew? No, I like beef stew. If it's a noun, it's okay. If it's a verb, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. All right. Well, I I guess I guess my main problem with beef stew is I'm just not a big gravy person. I love gravy. (laughs) Nineteen twenties ushered in the hot school lunch. Yeah. Uh, the emphasis, emphasis on providing a hot lunch took hold during this era. By the early 20s, more and more kids were chowing down on stews, boiled meats, creamed vegetables, and bread. Back up here for a moment. So we didn't get hot school lunch till 1920. Is it where we eaten cold stew before that? I assume cold stew. That's that's no good. But get this. This is what surprised. This surprised me. Health experts warned. Even back in 1920, they were saying that these meals were nutritionally deficient. You um, think? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, they parents begin to worry. Um, community lunch programs left were left on their own devices. They were they were basically afraid that if kids were left to their own, that they would eat pickles and chips and uh, uh, coffee and, and can- uh, frankfurters and, and candied apples. Yeah. So um, at that point, uh, that's when the practice of home economic teacher, home economics teachers having students prepare nutritionally balanced lunches, um, paving the way for modern cafeteria and kitchen setup. So that started, I guess, with like economics classes and things like that. (laughs) 1930s. Surplus farm commodities transformed school lunches in the 1930s. So in the wake of the Great Depression, the federal government authorized the U.S. Department of Agriculture to buy up surplus food from farmers and funnel it into school lunch programs. As a result, this is what we got. We started getting things like beef, pork, butter. Pork. Pork. (laughs) Beef, pork, and butter? That's right. Beef, pork, and butter. Yeah, butter. There we go. In a cardiology class. (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> but people like anthropologist Margaret Mead still push for balanced meals. Uh, relief organizations in New York City served up fresh apples, bananas, vegetable soups, and peanut butter sandwiches. To ch- so that's like the first thing so far that I remember having at our lunches. Vegetable soup and peanut butter sandwiches. Now, okay, now... Did they had peanut butter sandwiches with the vegetable soup? It doesn't. I doubt it because it just says fresh apples, bananas, vegetable soups, and peanut butter sandwiches. Because it's common knowledge that peanut butter sandwiches can only be eaten with chili. Oh, yes. And you eat grilled cheeses with soup. Exactly. Yeah. Not chili soup either. What? No. <laughs> was it, wasn't Margaret Mead? Was she the lady with the apes? Uh. Uh, Margaret Mead is she like no. an animal? Tra- uh, no, I don't know. Okay, I'll have to look that up because I'm. Are you talking about the like, movie uh, uh, Gorillas in the? Was it Gorillas in the? Yeah, midst? Gorillas in the midst. Yeah, yeah. in the midst. <laughs> midst. 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 <laughs> Eric, you're going to like this part though. So, this one guide published by the USDA recommended combining. Uh, this is basically them trying the uh, early attempts at uh, producing nutritious meals on a budget. But because of that, they were producing oddball recipes, like combining peanut butter with cottage cheese or salad dressing to make a to make a sandwich filling. So not up a, a, a drop of it on top of it. They wanted the peanut butter mixed with cottage cheese or salad dressing. Uh, what in the world, Whitman? Okay, so th- this is an apropos time to put this comment up. Blake Kibler, Witness Todd, eating the college cheese mixed with the coleslaw <laughs> and is forever traumatized. Indeed. Blake, I don't know how you could have eaten you your own play. lunch. How's it after going, brother? The, uh, by the way, that. The, the famous... Uh, local author Blake Kibler. Yes, yes, we I, we have I royalty have in our his midst. Next, his next yeah. book is going to be the day he ate cottage cheese. And- <laughs> so yeah, the so what he's talking novel. about. We uh we went and grabbed lunch today together, and uh, we went to Frisch's, and uh, <clears throat> I was craving some cottage cheese and coleslaw, and I said I told him I was going to take a picture to send to you guys. He thought I was mm-hmm. kidding. He didn't think I was actually going to mix it. He's like. Oh, dude, you really are mixing. <laughs> and I think he just thought I was kind of going to just do it for the picture, but no, I, I ate it. It was tasty. No, he, he thought you were doing a stewed tomato chocolate milk concoction like yeah. you did in elementary school. But, but it's very important that you put the coleslaw on top of the cottage cheese so the coleslaw juices can, you let gravity take control and do the job it's it's important you don't sully frisch's coleslaw with college cheese that's what's important (laughs) all right so 1940s uh the national school lunch act expanded access to school lunches in the 1940s but didn't improve the menu so by that time every u.s state had federally supported lunch programs in place um but during world war ii uh, the funding and obviously the number of available workers uh dropped leaving a lot of kids without meals. So let's scroll down and see what kind of foods we were eating. A USA guide, a USDA guide to menu planning using farm surpluses included recipes for creamed chipped beef. Oh. Shit on a shingle. <laughs> We've talked about that before. No, that did, I didn't hear anything about a piece of bread, so that's just the shit. Well, right? <laughs> without the shingle. Shingle, shingle is shit. <laughs> I don't give a shingle of shit. 
<laughs> All right, that's uh, that's three that's three s bombs in, in like a matter of five seconds. Yeah, we're gonna lose our, our rating, pushing our TV fourteen rating. <laughs> but I, you're, that's a good point, though, Eric. I mean, but if you're going to eat cream chip beef, you got to set it on something. It, it I mean, it doesn't. You don't just yeah. sop it up out of a. <laughs> A, a tray compartment with nothing. You, you put it on uh, uh, aluminum foil, it's going to be a tin roof. <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. Spanish rice. Uh, uh, wasn't that a name of a play? Shit on a tin roof. <laughs> <laughs> Shit on a hot tin roof. <laughs> it was a movie, right? Cat. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I know, Brady, don't I tell know. Tell me the cat didn't eventually defecate on said tin roof. <laughs> That's the sequel. Though <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a cat shitting razor blades on a hot tin. <laughs> or, or a dog Seat. crap in peach pits. Yeah. <laughs> peach pits or seeds? I think it's seeds. seeds. Peaches have pits. Well, but the, the pit's the big part in the middle, isn't it? Yes. Well, yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. He doesn't give a pit. <laughs> oh. All right, but this is interesting. Spanish rice, which I actually would have enjoyed in, in lunches. But Spanish rice and bacon. Cornmeal pudding. <laughs> Cornmeal pudding. Lovely pudding. <laughs> Fruit shortcake. And a pork hash known as Scrapple. Scrapple. Oh, Scrapple. <laughs> and yeah. my mom, I, my mom is going to be commenting in seconds if she's listening. <laughs> uh, I've got a Scrapple story later. Scrapple Dapple. Yeah. I, yeah, I hadn't heard of Scrapple uh, in years before I read that. <laughs> All right. Uh, 1950s, gentlemen, guess what happens? The private food companies get involved. Oh, my. Uh, they get involved in school lunch business in the 1950s. Uh, feeding young baby boomers meant school districts had to ramp up production in a big way. In addition to traditional hot lunches, many began serving cold lunches, which included a variety of sandwiches, cottage cheese, pork and apple salads, tomato wedges, and ice creams. Mmm. Here we go. Now we're by, talking. <laughs> by, <laughs> by 1952, the school lunch uh, school lunch had become a 415 million dollar business in 1952. How, Gosh, many, how many billions would that be today? Really? Um, and, and this is we've talked about this before. This ties in. Um, private companies eager for a slice of the action begin contracting contracting with the school district's branded lunchboxes themed to TV shows like Gunsmoke and Hopalong Cassidy began appearing on lunch tables. So it'll be a shotgun blast, but it ain't going to be the kind. <laughs> so during this post-war food, uh, the post-war food industry rapidly growing, children were fed rich, protein-heavy dishes like cheese meatloaf, hmm. sausage, sausage shortcake, what? Ham and bean scallop. Mm. <laughs> and orange coconut custard with cottage cheese. It's <laughs> a lot of alliteration in that dish. Orange coconut custard and cottage cake. <laughs> okay, $451 million in 1952 equals $4 billion. Four hundred and thirty-two million dollars today. It's crazy. It is Man. crazy. You know, though, cheese meatloaf sounds good if it's just meatloaf with cheese in it. And I, I don't know what sausage shortcake is, but I would try that. 
ham and bean scallop, does that mean... Is it scallop, like scallop corn or scallop potatoes, or is it like a sea scallop? I I bet that would be pretty pricey. Yeah. And any scallop that's put in a can, it's probably just garden slug that they've thrown in there because I would trust a canned scallop. Here you go, Brady. All right, Brady. Uh, You called it. Yeah. Oh, Brady, your poor Uncle Tom will never order that again. Brady's mom in the room. Being tourists in Philadelphia, we stopped at a revolutionary era tavern. They were serving authentic food, and my Uncle Tom ordered the Scrapple, and he thought it was Crapple. He didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, it reminds me of like it reminds me of what Geta is kind of like, and I like Geta, so maybe I would like Scrapple. You might. Mm -hmm. And we have a. We have, we have several okay. audience comments here. Go ahead. Uh, Savannah would have gone for the rice pudding instead of the candied apples. So is rice pudding and tapioca similar? Because I uh, like tapioca. I, uh, yeah, I believe they are. Okay. Uh, instead of bird eyeballs, there's rice in there. Yeah. I don't know what's in the tapioca. That's a, a friend of ours always says, says it was bird eyeballs. Yeah. <laughs> I always always thought fish eyeballs. Well, yeah, that too. Uh, we were corrected twice of Jane Goodall with yeah. the A, but Margaret somebody. I, I'm with you, Brady. I, there was some Margaret somebody who did some research out in the jungle or something. I don't know. Um, Christy says, and I've heard this too, pea, peanut butter sandwiches and chili are a very Southern Ohio thing. Other areas of the world eat pimento cheeses with their chili. And it's called Moscow and Beijing <laughs> and all the other center of the communist universe. Now, I like some pimento cheese, but I don't like it on sandwiches. I like it on Ritz crackers. Uh, Gary with the nicely played there, a scat <laughs> on a hot tin roof. There you go. If you put your scrapple, if you put your uh, scat on a, on a uh, piece of aluminum foil, it's scat. On a hot tin roof. That's a hobo. That's a hobo version of it. The uh, uh, Howard says, "Don't call it shit on a shingle. Call it poop on the stoop." I still remember our friends. Uh, our friends' argument that he argued for years that chip beef gravy was not shit on a shingle because shit is not white was his uh, argument. <laughs> he Old took con. the shit literally, as opposed to shit as in I'm not eating Stop. this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't believe he's seen a uh, a dog dropping in the middle of the summer in the yard. <laughs> <laughs> that can indeed be white. <laughs> uh, Dale, if you don't eat your meat, you can't have any pudding, or your meat can be your pudding, apparently, in some of these dishes. If you uh, don't Allison, eat your meat, you can't have your orange coconut custard with cottage cheese just didn't have the same ring to it. as Orange as coconut yeah. custard cottage cheese. Uh, Allison has tried some unique dishes in various parts of the world, and none of them made her gag like the thought of some of these mentioned. <laughs> yeah. Now, Allison, I don't know if you were still in high school. You may have been for the infamous bologna salad. Oh. I would have made you gag. It so, was. Was bologna... Now, tell Pepe, me... Pepto-Bismol colored bologna salad. Okay, but ham salad... Has bologna mm-hmm. in it. We've talked about this before. A lot of ham salad has bologna in it. Was that what it was? Like a spread? It, it, it was, yeah. It was, it was, yeah. It was the true spread. story. And I'm really not kidding. They flat out said 
they had a lot of stuff left over and it was at the end of school so to use it they just packaged up all the bologna and they made salad out of it it was a version of cook's choice i would have eaten called cook's dare and i would have liked it <laughs> have oh at God, it. all ham color. salad has a, has a pinkish hue to it Pepto Bismol pink. I mean, it was it was glowing. It was like it was like waste. It was like it was atomic neon. waste. Now, are you sure it wasn't the poor man's Pepto pink bismuth? <laughs> <laughs> you would have needed the bismuth afterwards. <laughs> All right, 1960s. This is a, an important decade, guys, because in the 1960s, pizza was introduced to school lunch menus. Yeah, there we go. This is pizza. Uh, foods once considered ethnic, like pizza, enchiladas, and uh, chili con... Is it con carne? Con, car- con carne. Con carne. carne. Made their way onto school menus. Kids could also rely on traditional favors like PB&J sandwiches, meatloaf and mashed potatoes, and fish sticks with tartar sauce. Mm, no tartar yes. sauce for me. Ketchup Lun- is the only thing. S- school lunches hit their zenith in the 1960s. <laughs> All school right. pizza and school fish. Schools right. do two things well, and those are the two things schools do well. Uh, in New York's central facility, 100 workers each produced 300 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches per hour, while dozens of vats, hard-boiled eggs. Uh, there's a mis- there's a mistake there. <laughs> Holy cow! Imagine the smell of that place. Vats of hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving along because that was the bell, the buzzer. So in the 70s, this is interesting because where we lived, this didn't happen. So it always interests me when people that live near the city and things like that. But fast food took over school cafeterias in the 1970s. Fruits, vegetables, and whole grains didn't stand a chance against the rising tide of fast food. Impressed with the efficiency and popularity of Kentucky Fried Chicken and McDonald's, schools put hamburgers, french fries, and other greasy fare on their menus, which we did see that. Yeah, um, true, true. Uh, a 1974 lunch menu from the Houston School District included chili burgers, hamburgers, Oven fried chicken, buttered corn, and fruit gelatin. I feel cheated. Fruit, fruit gelatin. The square fruit gelatins with square pieces of fruit gelatin that fit into the tray yeah, and section. It, it shook on its own, even when there was no movement at the lunch table. Yeah. They could have used the basketball court in the tartan days, you know, like. <laughs> just just squares of fruit gelatin. <laughs> this is also, at this point, the federal nutrition standards, uh, they continued weakening. So vending, the vending b- uh, business came in. Um, so vending and food service companies brought chips, candy bars, and other treats to school as well. Mm. So, again, this is, this is where it's getting good, guys. In the 80s, the government classified ketchup as a vegetable in 1980s school lunches. Uh, the federal lunch program made headlines after changes to nutrition guidelines classified ketchup as a vegetable. Uh, these guidelines were a response to early 80s budget cutting, which reduced the school lunch program from $1 billion. One. It was also a defining moment because basically processed food creation started coming into the picture like chicken nuggets, mm-hmm. uh, cheeseburgers, and rectangular pizza slices. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Recognize. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, they were always on the menu. Um, let's see here. Chocolate pudding, jello, and sliced fruit drenched in syrup. Yep. <laughs> Those that brought their lunch sported handheld, or handheld, handy <laughs> snacks 
They would be handheld. <laughs> Handy snacks, fruit roll-ups, and yeah. pouches of Capri Sun. That was Brady. To this day, he's still yeah. taking his Capri I had Sun. I earlier. Yeah. <laughs> You're not um, drinking your little hug juice tonight? In the, in the late shortage. 80s? A handful of Oscar Mayer employees tasked with selling more of the company's bologna came up with one of the best-selling kids' products of all time, Lunchables. Lunchables. See, I didn't realize it was the 80s when those came out. I thought it was the, uh, yeah, I thought it was later than that. I don't remember no Lunchables. Maybe they came up with it in the the late 80s, and by the time it was mass-produced, it was... Gee, I thought you were talking about politicians there for a minute selling bologna. But that's interesting that it was just a handful of Oscar Mayer employees rather than it doesn't say, but I'm assuming that it doesn't mean like the the heavy hitting think tanks that were, you know, it was some it was, it was people the, like you and you and me. The, the rank and file. Yeah. So the eighties is when well, you guys would have started in the seventies, eighties for me, but you know, I remember school lunches as being a thing of beauty. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, they probably weren't near as good as what our school lunches are now. We Hillsborough has very good very good food. We have a fantastic uh, school lunch program, and they do a great job. But back then, we thought that school lunches were great. Yeah. Gets you some – you had chicken nuggets, and you also had steak nuggets. The only way to tell them apart were the steak nuggets <laughs> were just slightly grayer. <laughs> they were they slightly were both, They were both gray. Yes. The steak but, nuggets were just slightly grayer. But the grayer. chicken nuggets were like the <laughs> epidermis of a, of a house mouse <laughs> with breading – around it <laughs> but the cool thing is is we had uh, when when i was coming through we had cafeteria workers that when nobody was looking they would let you sneak a handful of chicken nuggets or steak nuggets to take on on top of the ones that you already had on your on your tray so we were putting chicken nuggets and steak nuggets in our pockets long before uh, Napoleon Dynamite was putting uh, tater tots in his pocket. Your pocket. Yeah. Oh, tater tots. Yeah, that those, those should have been mentioned in school lunches. Maybe they speaking will. Of, speaking of things of beauty here. Let's go to the 90s. So 90s, this is what I meant when I said we didn't get to experience this. Fast food franchises set up shop in school cafeterias in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And childhood obesity rates begin to climb. <laughs> so rather than try to imitate fast food in the 90s, many schools simply let fast food operators. So basically, rather than saying, hey, we're going to try to make our menus like something you could get at a fast food place. They just brought fast food companies in. What a glorious so, uh, time. Federal government standards allowed McDonald's, Little Caesars, Chick-fil-A and others to set up shop. Oh. Could you imagine having Chick-fil-A? Gosh, I was mm. just thinking that. Be great. The exchange was agreeable for both sides, and schools happily accepted funding while fast food companies were eager to reach young consumers. Uh, Let's see here. Lunch bags and boxes, meanwhile, overflow with indulgent gems like Dunkaroos. I don't remember Dunkaroos. I I don't know Dunkaroos. Yeah. Gushers. Dippy things. Teddy Grahams. Yeah. Ecto Coolers. <laughs> and bottles of squeeze it. Squeeze it. It was a delicious time for kids, but with obesity rates on the rise, certainly not the healthiest. <laughs> all right. Very quickly to the 2000s, school lunches got healthier. By 2005, half of all UF schools offered fast food in their cafeterias with an even higher percentage carrying soda and snack vending machines. Um, 
so there was some confliction there between, you know, they were conflicted on what to do. On one hand, they needed the revenue that companies like Pepsi and McDonald's provided. But on the other hand, they couldn't overlook soaring obesity rates. Many began tweaking their menus, uh, hoping to entice kids with dishes like grilled jerk chicken. <laughs> grilled <laughs> jerk chicken. Grilled jerk chicken. Uh, barbecued pork sandwiches. Hmm. And fresh, instead of canned, fruits and vegetables. So here's the thing. As a kid, and I mean, if you were telling me that, okay, so we're not going to have cheeseburgers and rectangle pizza, chicken and steak nuggets anymore. We're going to have jerk chicken. I don't think I would have been enticed. No. No, I I want the rectangle pizza. Yeah. Yeah, and I love jerk chicken, but I'm not sure that six-year-old me would have liked jerk chicken. So uh, on that note, and you, and you mentioned it several times, or the article you have there has mentioned it several times, how much do you honestly feel that school lunch has contributed to obesity rates? I can't imagine it being a very high per- part of that. No. I don't think it does at all. I mean, no. well, l- let me say this. Uh, <clears throat> contribute, maybe. A small contribution. Exactly. Cause, no. Yeah. I mean, well, we know this. We know this. There there are some some of our kids, it's the only meal they get. Right. Um, You know, so, which is why, you know, it's hard to want to see those calories slash because some of them, that's the only calories they get in a a 24-hour period, and they need them. Right. Whether they're healthy calories or not, they need they need the calories. Mm-hmm. But I've always thought that too, Eric. It's I don't think it was much of a con- of a contributor. Yeah. All right, uh, we have several comments here. So so Allison, one more decade. This this is on the bologna salad front. Remembers a bologna salad that was good. So you ate the bologna salad and you liked it. Is that what you're saying there? I, I'm telling you, you guys don't like it because you don't like ham salad. That's what a ham salad is. It's got bologna in it, and it's ham, it's pink, <laughs> it's spreadable. I wouldn't eat it based solely on its appearance. <laughs> if it was fine Jamaican jerk chicken, it was that color, I wouldn't eat it. I mean, you but you wouldn't, under- but you wouldn't eat a vat. You wouldn't eat ham salad from honey-baked ham because you don't like the idea of a ham being made into a spreadable so I'm saying you guys kind of don't count like your opinion doesn't count about that (laughs) wow because to you guys flashback (laughs) yeah right (laughs) so uh, we've been corrected that's who we were that's who I was thinking of Brady I don't know if it's who you were thinking Margaret Mead the cultural anthropologist that's who it was that's who that's who it was talking about okay yeah but but Margaret she was talking about the author too yeah Margaret Mitchell yeah wrote Gone with the Wind uh Howard says his wife said cherry jello was in bologna salad as a binding agent or just for coloring nothing wrong with that (laughs) it's got to be bound it's gonna be well bound (laughs) Uh, another uh, from Savannah School Pizza was the best. I agree. Yes. And uh, Mr. Heron, Dunkaroos were a cookie that you dunked into a oh. chocolate icing. I do remember yeah, that. Yeah, I do remember that. Sounds glorious. Yes. yes. All right. Is that, I got one yep. more deck. Yep, one more so deck. So we got school lunch menus begin to offer fresh, more nutritious foods in the 2010s. In 2010, President Barack Obama signed the Healthy, Healthy Hunger-Free Kids Act. Um uh, we all we obviously know uh, Michelle Obama made kids uh, nutrition and fitness a priority with her Let's Move campaign. 
Um, and school yeah. lunches started hitting trash cans. <laughs> yes, they did <laughs> in mass numbers. Uh, celebrity chefs like Jamie Oliver promoting fresh local dishes for kids. Some schools installed vegetable gardens and many began feeding student meals that would have seemed downright strange two decades prior. Houston School, for one, now offered turkey hot dogs, roasted summer squash, and fresh broccoli florets in addition to pizza, cheeseburgers, and chicken nuggets. I'll take pizza and cheeseburger both, please. Here's my problem, though. Feed them the damn cheeseburger and then throw some broccoli over there on the side of it in case they want it. (laughs) But don't have... You know what I mean? Like... It, it does no good to serve food if they're just throwing it away, and that's yeah. what was going on. Yeah, Feed them that cheeseburger and have them run in the 90-degree heat. <laughs> there you go. Until it's swat out. <laughs> swat out. Uh, Gary says a binding agent to offset other effects, indeed, for the uh, cherry jello and the like bologna Jim salad. On a slide. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for the walk through the history of school lunches. Yes. Uh, brought back many a memory, although I was one of those ones that went home. That's why I missed Brady's uh, situation with the Playboy magazine. I was at home during lunch. Minding my own business. Exactly. Making my black market purchases at Katie's Delicatessen to bring back to school. Your pretzel rods. Yeah. Astro Pops. Astro Pops. Yes, those are Opera Creams. Those are a popular item. Astro, Pro- Astro Pops before they discontinued them? Before, yes. And before yes. they had, because remember the one episode we talked about how they had the one year where they put them upside down to keep people from poking themselves in the eye. It's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> that's, that's Darwinism right there. <laughs> I'll turn Can't the Astro Pop upside down. What's yeah. going on? Not only that, but if you're going to poke yourself in the eye, having it turn upside down could do more damage than just that little beady sharp end of the end. This is going to go right in and come back out. It's going to take out the whole ocular cavity. <laughs> All right. Very good. Before we move into topic number three, I um, want to speak of our isms on our website. If you wonder... What these things are, we talk about sometimes some of these terms we use. Those are our isms, and I always read one for the benefit of our audience here. And I'll put that back up. Let me scroll down and find a good ism to read. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 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 The, uh, The apostrophe slash plural reference. A euphemism for one's private parts. Man, in the unedited version of Cocoon, I did not need to see Wilford's Brimley's. <laughs> but I was okay with Jessica Standy's. <laughs> so, uh, those are our isms. Well, Thank and I you. think the classic, probably what started that was... <laughs> Kevin's bacon Kevin's was the bacon, uh, yeah. that was the first one with uh, Wild Things or whatever that movie was. It's like you need to see hey, Kevin's bacon. Did you see Kevin's bacon? <laughs> no, thankfully uh, we avoided Dustin Hoffman's. 
<laughs> yes. Oh gosh. In, uh, indeed. Or Ernest. Bo- Ernest. <laughs> Borgnines. <laughs> Sorry. Like we never had to see Jason's Robards. <laughs> Oh, yes, we Just can do, do this it. for 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is our final topic. Just uh, apo- apostrophical references. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, our final topic of the evening is our game of the evening and called What If? We have played it before. And uh, just to remind all of uh, our game here in the audience. Again, we invite you to uh, chime in as to whose answer is the best uh, when we go through these things. And uh, basically the game is what shouldn't you do in a situation uh, that I read. So uh, we'll do a uh, uh, an example here. What if you step barefoot in dog crap? What shouldn't you do? And... Uh, each of our uh, co-hosts would come up with an answer for that as to what they would not do or should not do in said situation. And the audience will decide whose answer is the best. All right? Yes. Got it? Sounds good. (laughs) All right, gentlemen. Uh, We uh, drew straws backstage, drew lots backstage. (laughs) Brady. You get to go first here. Okay. What if... And uh, hopefully you haven't... uh, Maybe in a college situation, hopefully you haven't had this situation here. You realize that your roommate on the top bunk is... uh, Flatulent? No. No. Uh, Pleasuring. Uh, well, Brady, thanks there. Uh, Howard's answer to if you step barefoot in dog crap, you should not lick it off. That's a, that's a good answer. <laughs> the uh, dog poop, that is. <laughs> hey, Brady. <laughs> um, you should not say... Do you have any pork rinds? <laughs> Todd, can you what, repeat the question? Uh, what if you, what if you realize your roommate on the top bunk is uh, pleasuring himself? I mean, I guess it it doesn't really put a, a gender on this whole thing, but uh, whatever. I uh, see. <laughs> you should not turn the light on. You should not turn the light on. So, audience, do you like Brady's answer? You should not ask if uh, your roommate has any pork rinds or uh, Todd's answer. Do, should you not? You should not turn the light on, <laughs> Allison. Oh, now that reminds me of one time in basic training. Now you can't start and leave an ellipse. Well, maybe. May, yeah, say so maybe she should message. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. We've, we've already endangered our PG-13, TV-14 rating here tonight. But we, we do have a uh, message and email. Yeah. 
Which, by the uh, way, we haven't been promoting much lately as far as getting like uh, people to. And we have the voicemail thing too. We haven't done in a while, so well, that's we should true. probably at the end of this episode yeah, make sure we. I, I, I will do that. Uh, Todd, uh, Allison likes Todd's answer better. Uh, Howard says you should buy your roomie a personalized shirt that says "Founder of the Self Pleasuration Society." Uh, Joe, you should not ask. Are you making bologna salad? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Miss Wilson Brady, she likes Brady's answer better. Uh, Allison, we just ignored what my top bunk mate was doing each night. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, Gary says, Howard, need to, uh, I don't know, there's maybe a typo there. I need to know what you're responding to. Uh, Joe says, Todd. So we have uh, two votes for Todd, one vote for Brady, and we'll uh, go a few more seconds here. Uh, do you like Brady's answer of, do you have any pork rinds, or do you like Todd's answer of, don't turn on the light? Can I vote for Todd? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, we'll give that one to Todd. Todd leads one to nothing. We will uh, play to five here, gentlemen. Okay. All right, second situation. Todd, you get the first answer on this one. Okay. What if your mom's best friend shows up at your house with champagne and only wearing a trench coat? <laughs> what should you not do? <laughs> Man. Mr. Heron gave you a vote, Brady. Generous of him. <laughs> so your mom's best friend shows up at your house with a bottle of champagne. Yes. Wearing nothing but a trench coat. Correct. You should not ask her if she has any watches for sale. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played. Trench coat, yeah, watch, yeah. Brady? Partially on Todd's end, but different. I was just say, you should not say, but it's not even raining. <laughs> All right. So uh, Todd's answer, you should not ask her if she has any watches for sale. Brady's answer, say, but it's not even raining. Okay, so which answer... Do you like better, audience? Uh, Howard says, uh, Allison's story brings a new meaning to be all that you can be. <laughs> and also says you should not offer them a corkscrew. Correct. Allison says Brady. Howard says Todd. Miss Wilson says, don't say here, I'll take those for you. <laughs> yeah. Joe says Todd. Uh, Mr. Heron, you should not ask her to put on some music. Vote for Todd. <laughs> yeah, if you put on music, the trench coat's probably coming off there. Mrs. Wormer. I was trying to think of a Tommy Gun reference, but I, I kept I kept thinking of the of the watches for sale. It's like Stifler's mom, right? Yeah. 
Miss Wilson says Todd. Looks like Todd's going to take this one as well. Yeah. All right. And Savannah says Todd. So Todd. I'm a trend lately, though. I've jumped two, out to the lead, yes, and then Brady yes, comes storming yeah, back. You have. Two to nothing is our score. All right. <clears throat> what if... Let's see, we are to uh, Brady. Todd. Oh, Brady. it's Brady? Okay, Brady. What if you accidentally fling your phone into the ring while enjoying a mud wrestling match? What shouldn't you do? You accidentally fling your phone into the ring while enjoying a mud wrestling match. You should not shout. It's a foreign object in the ring. <laughs> Todd? You fling your phone into the ring while watching a, or enjoying a mud wrestling match. You should not send your kid in to retrieve it. <laughs> and then we just question the fact that your kid is at a mud wrestling that's, match. That's the you. point. <laughs> I was about ready to say, what a noble parenting. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I mean, my kid's 20 years old. so I mean, There you go. All right. So uh, Brady's answer, you should not yell. There's a foreign object in the ring. And Todd's answer, you should not send your child in to retrieve your phone. Uh, Howard's answer was you should dive in and indulge in a three-way call. Uh, Pushing that 14. Yeah, 14 yes, ready. yes, we are. He's up again it. He's up again the <laughs> TV 14 ready, but not in it. Uh, Allison votes for Brady. Howard votes for Brady. Miss Wilson votes for Todd. Two to one. <clears throat> Five, four, three, two, one. Oh. Todd from Savannah. So we have a tie. You don't get a, first off, you don't get to put a count on it, Brady. That's, What's that's that right. <laughs> hey, hey. It's like Brady's up. Then Brady's like five, four, three, two, I, one. I, I was going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm Bob Eubanks in this situation here. I'm Gene Rayburn. Don't <laughs> just say, stay in your lane. <laughs> Just don't be Richard Dawson and try to kiss us on the lips. <laughs> yeah, not unless you buy me dinner. <laughs> All right. Mr. Heron votes for Brady. <laughs> John votes for Todd. So what do we have? It's Brady. Brady. Two. It's three, three to three. Three to oh, three. Of course three it is. Three to three. Next vote wins. Who hasn't voted? Brady's answer, there's a foreign object in the ring. Todd's answer, you should not send your child in to retrieve your phone. Do we have an answer? Do we have we'll another do that vote? <laughs> if we don't have another vote, you both get a point. Which keeps it null set. Yes, null set. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely played. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
Brady. Brady. <laughs> what? <laughs> Brady looks like an old woman watching uh, like uh, YouTube for the first time there. Oh. <laughs> oh, heavens. Oh, oh heavens. Dear. Oh, dear oh, Christy voted for Todd. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Todd and Gary votes for oh. Todd. So Brady gets thrashed. Thrashed. He gets shellacked. <laughs> so that actually would be, I need to re, uh, redo this here. It's three, three nil. No, I got one. I thought I got one. No, sir. No, you got you got one because I was going to give you both one, but then oh, okay. we had two late votes. So uh, that's right. Todd, Todd, three nil. Okay. Your <laughs> 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 text. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Todd. I believe this is you. Correct. Yes. First, first answer. <laughs> what if your paintball gun backfires and paints your face blue? What should you not do? I can't say what I wanted to say right off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Howard actually you should not yell out, look here, you smurf and smurf. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Nicely played. Hey, look here, you smurf and smurf, Brady. What if your paintball? Um, <laughs> let's see. I want to smurf you in the smurf hole. <laughs> <laughs> now, hang on a minute. That sounded. You had to listen to what Brady said first. I, I did not mean that dirty. <laughs> Brady, you were very quiet back there. You were very subdued. What did you say first, Brady? You said, I'm going to kick you in the Smurf hole. So then I said it would be, I'm going to Smurf you in the Smurf hole. Smurf as a synonym, a blue synonym for kick. Oh, my God. Uh, Brady? Um, let's see. Backfired, and I am now. Mine's a lengthy one. It's a movie catchphrase. <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah. No, it isn't. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right, Brady. <laughs> Maybe 25 years ago. Well, there's so, something that's lengthy, but no, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Um, anyway, so I'm thinking this is a great movie quote. My, my, my paintball gun has just backfired. I'm now blue in the face. And I will say, and I quote, I'm going to be waiting a long time. Except now, I'm already blue in the face. <laughs> All right, Todd's answer was what? What did say it again? What? What the Smurf you and don't Smurf don't say? Shit! <laughs> Look here, you Smurf and Smurf! <laughs> Look here, you Smurf and Smurf! And uh, Brady, say yours again. Looks like we're going to be waiting a long time. Wait, I'm already blue in the face. <laughs> Todd. Todd.
Todd. <laughs> Oh, I don't mean to be I don't mean to be cocky, but I, but if anybody votes for Brady, I just don't believe you. Yeah. If you have to give a thirty second explanation before your it's it's a play on Roddy Piper's line from They Live. I came here to kick butt and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of bubble gum. We're gonna be waiting a long time. Oh wait, I'm already blue in the face. Todd. I'll text you guys what my first response. Todd. <laughs> Todd, 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 Todd. Gosh, <laughs> I think that was a clean sweep. It was a. F- it was funny in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I just texted you what my my first thought that came to my head was to so see if you liked it better than what I came up with. <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> So uh, we we are on the cusp of a shutout. It's four nil. A skunk. Uh, well, I'm getting ready to poke at him. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Opus. Uh, yeah, one vote you didn't get, Todd. Uh, uh, Jim voted for Howard. <laughs> that was out of pity. <laughs> no, it wasn't for you, Brady. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't your vote. <clears throat> All right, so uh, who, who's who's up here? Todd, is that you? Me. Oh, Brady. Brady. All right, Brady. <clears throat> what if you realize someone at the teenage graduation party you're at has spiked the punch? What shouldn't you do? Can we go to a different question? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Please. I don't ask Please. that very often, but can we, can we go to a different All question? All right. I mean... <laughs> this is a good one. <clears throat> what if you accidentally send a bitchy email meant for your employee to a customer with the same first name? <laughs> what shouldn't you what shouldn't you do? Send the matching Zoom video. <laughs> Did you mean to put a British accent in just like in my ear it glitched and you said video. 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 <laughs> on the telly. <laughs> Send a video on the telly. It's a music television on the telly telly. Send your send the the matching Zoom video, according to Brady. Todd? Can you repeat the, the question the situation? Uh, the situation is you accidentally send a bitchy email meant for your employee to a customer with the same first name. What shouldn't you do? You shouldn't follow it up with just kidding. I don't know. I have nothing. I have nothing on that. So uh, Brady's answer, <laughs> you, uh, I totally forgot it. Brady, what was your answer? 
you sent like sent a message to the matching oh, zoom yeah, video. Oh yeah, yeah, the zoom video. Don't send the zoom zoom video, the matching zoom video. And Todd says, "Don't uh, don't follow it up with just kidding." Yes, in that right. tramp, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Howard says you should blame it on your COVID nineteen symptoms. That's what Ooh. you should do. That's what you should do. All right, so uh, Allison says Brady. Are right, are you just being merciful there, Todd? Are you just trying to get Brady? No, I really, I really could not. I could not carry out the skunking. I could not. The, the polecat <laughs> was within my grasp, and he, uh, <laughs> Brady. Because I was going to say, if you did say you were being merciful, you would automatically lose. No, no. I would give Brady the win. <laughs> I, st- I mean, I fully believe in my answer. I don't think you should follow it up with just kidding, because I don't think they would believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm blabbing it, Howard. Howard, tell, tell me you have just left a teenager party <laughs> that had spiked punch. Yes. Uh, Brady, Brady, Brady. I think we can comfortably okay. give Brady that point. He is off the schneid. Schneid. But uh, it when is you're still on yet. Schneid. <laughs> <laughs> still yet four to one. Okay. Here, here's a practical situation, Todd. What if your doctor tells you that you must stop drinking alcohol to cure your liver damage? What shouldn't you do? What if your doctor (laughs) tells you you must stop drinking alcohol to cure your liver damage? What shouldn't you do? And I just got a chance to read the text you sent, Todd. That that is, uh, that's outstanding. Not show appropriate, but outstanding. <laughs> Did you read the rest of the text, Eric? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't spit your bourbon in his face laughing at him you shouldn't spit your bourbon in his face laughing at him yes like a <laughs> i didn't go along with that yes hey the leonardo dicaprio face yes <laughs> brady what if your doctor tells you you must stop drinking alcohol to cure your liver damage what shouldn't you do you shouldn't say i'll drink to that <laughs> So uh, Todd says you should not spit your bourbon into his face whilst whilst scoffing. I'll add that. Yeah. And uh, Brady says you shouldn't say I'll drink to that. Uh, audience answers you should not go on a binge drinking fest. Uh, you should not go to a teenage <laughs> party where they spike the punch. <laughs> Why do I think that's going to be on a T-shirt of ours someday? <laughs> uh, you shouldn't ask his receptionist out for a drink or three. You should not tell the doctor at least there's still weed. (laughs) (laughs) Joe Rocky for the win. These are much better answers than we came up with. Yeah, Brady, Brady, Brady. Uh, Miss Wilson, you should not throw a kegger to celebrate your sobriety. Brady. Well, here we go again, Brady. Easing back in. 
Ease him back in. Eat on down. Eat on down. I was singing that darn eating seeds song the other day when I was. Eating seeds is a pastime activity. Hi, Brady. Yes. What if you spill red sauce all over your new white shirt while eating at an Italian restaurant? What shouldn't you do? You should not yell, that's a spicy meatball. (laughs) Should not yell, that's a spicy meatball. Todd, you spill red sauce all over your new white shirt while eating at an Italian restaurant. What shouldn't you do? I'm waiting for the first audience answer. It has to do with a spiked punch bowl. <laughs> Damn it. I could have won it right there with that one. If I just would. <laughs> All right. Can you repeat one more time? Sorry. What if you spill red sauce all over your new white shirt while eating at an Italian restaurant? What should you not do? Deep in thought. (laughs) You shouldn't. (sighs) (laughs) You shouldn't yell out your best Mussolini joke and yell, this shit's not as good as Chef Boardy anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, Brady says you should not yell out that that's a spicy meatball. Todd says you should like not. That. Uh, just like that. You should not tell him your best <laughs> Mussolini joke and that this shit is not as good as Chef Boardee anyway. Uh, input from the audience Savannah, yell out, I've been shot. As uh, Greg also said, uh, Gary says you should not dip a breadstick in it and go on eating. <laughs> That's actually what you should do, Gary. <laughs> That's owning it. Uh, Allison with the vote for Todd. Must have been the Mussolini. I was going to go with a gangster. It's a gangster. Boyardi walk into a bar. <laughs> Howard says you should, in your best Don Corleone voice, say, I made an offset and they just refused <laughs> Off it. Off an off. I think it's supposed to be an off. Off it. Yeah. Off it. Off it. Uh, Todd. Todd. Brady. Todd. (laughs) I think we may have a winner. See, I could have stopped with just the Mussolini joke, but I wanted to take the victory lap and go with the Chef Boyardee. (laughs) You're you're spiking the meatball, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Brady. I spoke too soon. Yeah, four to two. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> I, I, I think uh, I think Todd still safely has the point here. Yeah. So that's the winner. Todd with the win, five to two. <laughs> this guy's starting to look like a tomato more than anything. He's like a. T- it's like it's like if you entered this into the Brown County Fair as a tomato. 
you would win. <laughs> it's a tomato. <laughs> it's a uh, bromato. <laughs> <laughs> All right. With that, okay, we do want to remind you that the audio version of our show will be out at uh, 3 a.m. on Friday morning, as it always is. We invite you to listen to the audio version and invite others to listen to the audio version. Uh, yes, Miss Wilson, we love Stress Man, too. Um, Thank you. Yes, uh, stress again, we're... Uh, man, stress Man, squeeze! Stress! Squeeze! Uh, we are on most platforms where you can find audio podcasts. Uh, also, these uh, video... Uh, Live recordings are archived on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitch. Say it, Todd. Twitch, Twitch. I have a question, Eric. We have a we yes. have a question. Yes, we have a question from uh, uh, a listener. Okay. Yeah. Got a message and it says, "When is the podcast from tonight on your website?" Uh, Figured out how to watch it from your website on my TV. So I know the Rockies at one point. I think they said they were watching it on their TV. Um, yes. I'm not sure why you want to blow our faces up on your TV, but either way, uh, do you have the answer to that question, Eric, that you could? Uh, well, once it's archived on YouTube, it's there. It's on our website. So, I mean, once, once, it is. once, once I hit end broadcast here up in the upper right-hand corner of my screen, it'll be on YouTube, and it'll be on the website. Uh, the audio will be on there as of 3 a.m. on Friday. Of course, again, if you want to watch it on TV, you're watching the video version. So, mm -hmm. uh, like I said, as soon as we get done here, the moment we get done and I hit end broadcast, it'll be there. So, And you can see us in high-definition glory. Mm, that's that's right. kind of scary. And bromado, man. You get a <laughs> Bromado. Bromado. All right. Uh, once again, I uh, want to remind you what we said at the top of the show. Our time next week will be seven instead of eight. We're going to go back to our school year seven. schedule. Seven o'clock on Wednesday evening. Uh, I believe we're good for Wednesday, if I'm not mistaken. We really haven't talked about that, but uh, uh, plan on Wednesday. If not, we'll uh, send out a message on our uh, invite. Invite uh, other people to join us here. Uh, I know we, we had a pretty good crowd here tonight. Uh, hopefully, uh, when things uh, get a little bit less hectic outside, I know uh, summer months are a little hard because people are out doing things, but uh, uh, invite some other people here to the show. We enjoy having our audience. You guys, again, as Todd said, you do much better at these things than we do, really. I mean, you certainly add to what we do in uh, this game. You you guys knocked it out of the park, really. I think I think our audience members won. So uh, I think they did. So one thing is we talked about the voicemail. Yeah. Um, we could actually we could play the voicemail probably during the live we could yeah so if you want to leave a uh, a voice message you can uh, go to anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast and there's a way to leave a voice message actually if you wanted to be on our screen here with you uh, with us we, we could do that as well yeah. so uh there's that and uh, uh email admin at play it by ear podcast.com that's easy enough. All right. Anything else for the good of the order, gentlemen? No. Good show tonight. Thank you guys for listening. Thank Long you for uh, yes. participating. Yes. Thank you very much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, 
and our website at anchor.fm backslash play it by ear podcast. Thanks again. And join us next time as we play it by ear.